<laughs> we, should, we, should, we should use the dog toys as our intro. Welcome back. It's the plane rotation. Hey, what's today's date? The, January 28th. Yeah. Look, the real is back. Bill is back, flow bananas hit, peel this back, and what you'll find is your highness could paint a picture that's vivid enough to cure blindness, Carolinas, finest, you knew that already, in terms of the greatest, I proved that already, and if you would like, i do it twice, I just sharpen my blade. Uh, what's going on everybody, welcome back to the Playing Rotation Podcast, CJ Longboy, Scott Jackson, Ryan Eisendrath, and Jack Calhoun here with you today. Uh, as J. Cole mentioned, um, today is January 28th. Uh, shooting this on January 28th. Happy birthday, Jermaine Cole. Uh, that was a great album right there. What a way to open up the show. Um, today, we are going to be talking about, you know, we're going to briefly react to our conference champions and in the NFL. Briefly going to preview the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to take place in two weeks. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston officially uh, to the Bears, maybe, right? Dude, hey, Ryan Pace, said, Ryan Pace said we're big, big factors in the quarterback free agency this year. It's okay, all right. We're going to talk about uh, uh, what else? We do a little college basketball preview. I know, uh, you know, we're going to be a few months away, or I think two months away from the start of the NCAA tournament. So we got to preview that, um, you know, because we are big basketball fans over here. And we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the NBA, the state of the NBA, what's going on, what's good, players wanting out potentially uh, NBA trades po- possibly going down um, just a lot of exciting stuff we're just gonna update everybody with our opinions so uh, you know other than that before we get going how are you guys doing today how's uh how's life man I'm back in school and it's crazy man Jack oh my goodness Jack you're taking you're doing your master's in finance correct accounting accounting so so it's gonna be a wild ride man i'm taking some introductory classes you know to get to get my feet in the get dip my feet in the water again because it's been a little bit you know it's been a while so uh got got a couple good professors so i'm excited you know it'll it'll be a it'll be a good semester hopefully meet some people it'll be tough in this online environment so i'm hoping i can make some new friends you know good man jack's taking the next step in his life exactly yes exactly ryan what's good in the bay wi-fi's looking good so far we got we got a new modem and router going uh we got upgraded upgraded facilities here in the bay area this time so uh can't can't have what happened last time happen again but uh you're right definitely don't want that thinking the freaking goblins coming for him or something i don't know (laughs) hey speaking of dude i saw i was watching some movie clips on youtube of uh unfriended and the other unfriended Mm-hmm. Dark web one, bro. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Right? I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. It's too real. I'm not. I'm not down to watch it. Yeah, I'm not with it either. See, that one doesn't look too bad, honestly. I can't do the conjuring type stuff, bro. Those that's are bad. Those are not bad. That's what man. freaks me out, man. Like I can bro, do gore just... and stuff. You know, There's I no watch. Gore. Like, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I can do do gore. Like, I can oh, do like okay, the slash okay. movies. I've watched the Saw movies. You know. Those types of things, but it's like the ghost and like all that anticipation. Yeah, Yeah, I feel that. You see, Jack, I disagree with you because um, the unfriended stuff seemed more real. I don't know. I think it's just the, I don't know. It just seemed more real. I guess, dude. It's because it's like it's like the age we live in with all the technology, yeah, exactly, and stuff, bro. It's like that shit could actually be happening. You got no idea. Like, yeah, no, I think I truly think that that stuff does happen. Like, there's no way that that stuff doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Somewhere in this world, that shit's happening right now. Yeah, Yeah. it's closer to home for sure. Scott, what's good with you? How's life? Life is good, man. I have a panel interview tomorrow morning. Uh, California, we got lifted COVID, so we've been actually having a couple practices here and there. Um, short, short practices, but hey, at least we we get to do something rather rather than just conditioning. So, when's I thought the, football uh, was off. 
I thought football was off the table for you guys. So I don't think there's going to be a season this year, but there's still we're still able to do like technique drills and stuff like that. And and the seniors aren't really showing up to get to begin with. So it's really just like all the lower lower level kids, which is cool. Seniors are kind of whack, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, my shout out to the seniors. Yeah, shout out to the seniors. Jack knows. Hey, CJ, I saw a varsity out there basketball today. Yeah, dude, my brother. Big boys, bro. Dude, my brother's – yeah, Woodbridge basketball is looking good. My brother's um, – yeah, Josh is 17 now. No, sorry, 16 now, so he's a oh, junior. Yeah, dude, he's uh, – they they look – they have a pretty good squad this year. If they're, if there's a season, they got a guy who's like 6'8". He'll mm-hmm. play for – They have two, two guys that are lengthy. Very yeah. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. do these guys come from? Hmm. Uh, like the your neighborhood, Jack. <laughs> they're from Woodbridge. They're from Woodbridge. They didn't, they didn't go to the inner cities and grab. No, dude, kids. they just steal them from modern day. No, they're not. No, no transfers. Nothing. They're just um, homegrown. Wow. My brother's my brother's class is kind of kind of nice this year. I'm not gonna lie, but um, yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, high school sports happens, man. I can't imagine it. Like if we were in that position, oh my, we didn't gosh, have a season, dude, I would I would lose it. That would so, suck. Yeah. So let's uh, briefly – so just a quick reaction, just a quick reaction to the uh, NFC and AFC championship games. Um, so, yeah, so the, the Tom Brady and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are moving on to the uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, they defeated the, the Packers last Sunday um, by the score of – sorry. It was like 30 to 20 – or 30 to – 31 to 26. Yeah, 31 to 26, the Bucs came, came out on top. Uh, just a quick reaction, you guys. Quick reaction. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? I mean, well, of I think he's already the GOAT. Bro, he's got domination of football like MJ had domination of basketball. I mean, he's been in the league. He's been doing this for 20 years now. He's got, what, 14, 14 times in the AFC Championship. He's got, what, 10, AFC, or 10 conference Bowl. championship wins now. He's got yeah. six Super Bowl wins. I mean, this is just like, like, dude, Jack. I know I sent you that that thing the other day that you're like, it's a horrible comparison, but like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. No, Tom Brady percentage wise has more of a chance of making the Super Bowl than Steph Curry does making a three. <laughs> like that's that's a ridiculous stat, but like, it's kind of crazy to think about, bro. No, no, it is, it is definitely. But I think bigger question is is what do we think of Rogers? Mm, mm. Dude, he's a choke. Right. He chokes. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold up. Bruh, hold I don't know. He didn't play that bad of a game, no, though. He, he did he not. Didn't. He there, did was not. A, there, there was a point in the game where their defense was really stepping up, and they went three and out like two or three drives straight. But, like, you can't really put all of that on Rodgers. You know what I mean? And Devontae dropped that back shoulder TD. Like there was, he played he played a relatively good game. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at a Wikipedia right now, and I'm looking at past NFC Championship games. And I'm gonna look back. It's from 2014. So they lost in 2014. They lost in 2016. They lost in 2019 and in 2020. So I mean, they've lost a lot of NFC. They just can't get over the hump. And I'm not you know, putting I, any blame on. I'm not putting any blame on Rodgers at all. I'm putting blame how, on how because you think about it, right? Any dude, dude. But look, you think about it. The the Seahawks game, I think it dude, was that Seahawks was. Game. I actually just watched that highlight reel highlight? again a couple yeah. of days ago. That was probably the most embarrassing loss for Aaron Rodgers. No, no joke. For you him, had I mean, you? It's not. You for had him. No, yes, it is. You had everything right, go me. right for the Packers. You had Russell Wilson throw. I mean, how many picks did he throw? Four or five picks in that game, and the Green Bay Packers had they had a first and ten. I mean, they had a first and goal like at their eight yard line, and they didn't score a touchdown. They had two turnovers in the first quarter. Both ended up being field goals. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers had the all he had to do was score at least one of those touchdowns, and they would have won. But is this he, the game when? Is this the game when the tight end like dropped the onside kick? Yeah, but still, it shouldn't have come down. <laughs> okay, it shouldn't go. have come down to that though. <laughs> when you look at the whole game, that one play, yeah, when it comes down to that single play, yeah, that lost them the game. But the way that they played throughout the entire game was sad. Russell Wilson right. had probably one of his worst first half performances I think I've 
ever seen in my entire life. And Green Bay did not capitalize on a single opportunity. And a lot of that had to do with Rodgers leading his offense. Because he had to settle for field goals every single time. Yeah. And then the other games, like the Reddits are just really good teams. They played the Falcons, who should have won the Super Bowl that year. And then they played the Niners, who again should have won the Super Bowl that year. No and shit. Then, you know, Tampa Bay, who's I mean, Tampa Bay, I think he just got screwed over by Matt LaFleur, his own coach. So I don't really put that much blame on Rodgers. The Packers from the top did not put any did not put the best team that they could out there. You know, well going into this season. Going into this season, there is talks that management should have surrounded Rodgers with some receivers mm-hmm. as opposed to drafting a backup, who's essentially their third string right now. So, you know, it, it, it come, at the end of the day, I just don't think it's his fault. You know what I mean? I just think there's other factors that's always just impeding him from getting to the Super Bowl. And How does – but everything that you just said was just this year. How does that play into all other eight losses in the play? Like he's – like that that – before this, he's only won one time in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I mean, and, like, with his talent, you should win way more games. So, like, everything you said, yeah, maybe this year. But, like, everybody was saying, oh, LaFleur's a better coach than McCarthy. Like, McCarthy blew it, and now you're just going to blame it on him after you've been pra- after people have been praising him for so long? Like, I don't know, bro. Like, and to, like, combat that, let's say on that fourth down they don't kick it and they, they go for it. A, they got to – first of all, they got to score – Second of all, if they do score, you're leaving Tom Brady with timeouts with like two minutes mm. to go. Like it, it, Tampa Bay was driving down on Green Bay's defense pretty frequently. I'm not going to say all the time because Brady did have like three picks, but like, come on, Tom Brady, two minutes left. Like th- that's that's Tom Brady time. Like, yeah. let me ask you guys this: Let me ask you guys this. Win. Same, staying on that same topic about that decision to kick the field goal and instead of you know instead of trying to tie the game with a touchdown and a two point conversion. They went for a, a field goal to cut the lead to five. And, you know, when we were texting in our group chat, you know, you brought up a good point, and I kind of agreed with you on the surface because, you know, you get the points there, and, you know, you've been stopping the run all game, so it makes a lot of sense. But I I forgot that you had probably the MVP at quarterback and probably the best off- or the second-best offense in football. And, you know, you could get a touchdown in a two-point conversion. Um, it's very likely. But – at the same time, you know, if you kick the field goal, you're putting the ball in the hands of Tom Brady, the GOAT, who only needs a first down to win the champ- NFC Championship game. So my, my question to you guys is, was that a bad call? Because you know, I think we should talk about it here on the podcast as opposed to just in the group chat. I mean, I can go first. I don't yeah, mind. I mean, I'll start. I'll start. Okay, I'm yeah. start. I think that... I mean, shoot, bro. It's not the regular season. If it's a regular season, like, all right, play it safe. Take take the field goal and see what happens. But, like, we see time and time again, when it comes to the playoffs, you have to take those chances to freaking prevail. You know what I mean? And, like, you said it. Like, going up against Tom Brady with two minutes left or whatever, like, you already know he's going to convert. So, I think that this is how this is how I thought about the Steelers when they should have gone on it and gone for it. Uh, they were on, like, their 50 against the Browns. And they, like, did the whole comeback. Like, that was a huge turning point, like, punting the ball. And then, like, uh, the Browns scored mm-hmm. right away. So, I think I think that's how I look at it. Like, you have to take these chances. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the playoffs. Playoff football. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with both sides. Like, looking at it originally, I was like, dude, kick the ball. Like, all you need to do is get a stop. The, the Bucks' offense was not really clicking most of the second half, right? So, I was like, dude, like, I, like, why would you – if you don't get it here, it's game over no matter what, right? So at least if you kick it, like, you have a chance to stop, stop their offense, and then you get the – and then you, you get the ball back. And, like, the thing is, is if I, – I feel like people wouldn't be questioning the decision if the Packers got the ball back at the end of the game. Like, if they made the yeah. stop and then they had a chance to win – everyone would be like, oh, that was a great, like, it was a great decision because if they didn't get it, then we wouldn't have the chance. But since Tom Brady went out there and did his thing, you know, it's like, okay, well, why, like, why didn't we kick it? So, like, it, it's it's tough to say. It is the playoffs. I agree with you, Scotty. Like, you got to take chances to, like, win because you never know what will happen. But I don't know. That's kind of my, that's kind of my take on it. Jack, do you want to comment? Honestly, I see, I see exactly why they did it. You got to think about it. They're, fourth down they they've had they've been in the same spot they you know they were at a standstill right there it's not like they were driving down the field and then it was like a dire situation it's like okay we got to kick the field goal now it was like they've been stuck 
in that one spot on that drive. They didn't, they didn't have a drive. They were stuck and they were looking at it saying, okay, the bucks have been struggling this second half on the offensive side. Tom Brady's thrown three picks. We got this, like we can stop them. We will keep the ball on the ground. They'll keep the ball on the ground. Um, cause they probably won't pass. I'm going to assume that's what they were thinking. Cause they would want to run clock out or make them use their timeouts. Um, so I get it. I get why they said kick the field goal because plus also, I mean, you got to get that second. I mean, you got to get that two point conversion as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So either way. And so you, you brought it within one score by kicking the field goal. I, I don't, it's so tough, but honestly, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate on the coach for making that decision. Um, you also got to remember like, too, like you can't, it, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. Yeah. That was yeah. a PI. Yeah, yeah. I know they let him play the game. It was a PI. But if there's no if there's no flag there, I mean the Packers get the ball back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Kevin King is the buster screen of the Packers. Let me God, just dude. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to my man John Horry, big time Packers fan. But, but also right, let me ask you guys. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jack. Oh, I was gonna say, because I'm closing remarks about t- Tampa Bay though. I must say their defense has been the defense saved step, them. Has but, been yeah. has been step, well. They've been stepping it up in this playoffs because I mean, even last game against the Saints, you know, forcing even Drew Brees three interceptions. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're obviously causing havoc. So, uh, big props to them. And also, Aaron Jones only having twenty seven yards. Yeah. I mean, they're, that's I mean, crazy. They think they're pass first. They're, they're pass first offense, correct? True, true. But you know that I think yeah. that affected them as well. Yeah, not in, having him have a touchdown. All right, let me. Let me, one more question. Uh, you guys can uh, try to make this quick. But where does Green Bay go from here? Like, they can't get over the hump. What do you think they need to do to get back? Because I obviously you probably need to get Rodgers back, right? He, yeah. Trade Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. I've been. I've been unless he so forces many. his way out. Trade up. I've, but been seeing, I've been seeing a lot of like trade packages that involve Aaron Rodgers, like him on the 49ers. It's like a three team yeah, trade. He's from there. He's from Nor- NorCal. So, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, hey, we'll take it with the Rams. Hey, we'll take it. I think first things first for them is they need to go get themselves like a number two receiver, like mm-hmm. a slot, like a preferably like a fast, like four, 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 five receiver. That can sit in the slot, open yeah. things up for that offense. Just another guy, you know. Ryan? I, mean, I agree with that. Like you you could try to throw Aaron in there for like Deshaun. Like you could try to make a trade for yeah. that. Interestingly enough. Um, I don't think that'll happen. I think Aaron wants to stay in Green Bay. I mean, that's where his career was, but you know, who knows what that management's thinking by drafting Bryce Love. But they also did that. Jordan Jordan. Or Jordan Love, sorry, whatever, whatever the guy's name is. I don't care. He's a Packer. Uh, when you when you look at it though, that's what they did with Brett Favre and Rodgers. So maybe may, they're trying to repeat it, maybe in a year or two when Rodgers is finally done. But I mean, I understand why they drafted the Jordan, just because like he was re- like declining that that year that he got drafted. The year before, he played like shit, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, and then he came out this year and had a good year. Dude, I just feel like they could have gotten a – I mean, I don't know much about this guy, but I feel like they could have gotten a better quarterback this year. They could have gotten any – I mean, he's a first-round pick, but this they could have gotten yeah, so dude. much. They could have gotten, they gotten a, a better Freaking quarterback. Receiver. But this is a deep quarterback class. Yeah, they could have gotten somebody this year as opposed to last year. They could have yeah. gotten a Justin – could they have gotten Justin Jefferson? I don't know. But a receiver would have been nice to pair yeah. up with Devontae. Um all right, uh, quickly, this could be our little, quick little Super Bowl preview for the Bucks on the Bucks side. Is this defense good enough? Is the Bucks defense good enough to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs? Quick answers. Yes. Yes. I think so. Yes. All right, I think so too. I think they'll they'll figure it out. A Brady led team enhances everybody like on the team. So yeah, I think their defense will just feed off of his leadership. So all right, hopping over to the other the other conference, Kansas City Chiefs took care of Buffalo thirty eight to twenty four. Let's start off with Buffalo. Um, let's talk about their future a little bit. You know, do you see them sustaining success in the near future? Like uh, Ryan, you mentioned in the group chat, this is not the last time that we'll see Buffalo in an AFC championship. You want to? Uh, I think I think they're going to be a force to reckon with for probably the next 
10 years. I mean, as long as they have Josh Allen and he keeps improving, um, Diggs is balling. Uh, we saw, I mean, they can add more pieces. Like they got Beasley, but if they had a, uh, like, I mean, Beasley was good, but if they got even better help around him, I mean, they don't really have a running back, in my opinion. I don't think they're running they back the is very good. <laughs> yeah. No, they, but they don't have a running I, back. If they can get a better running back, I mean, that defense is good. McDermott's a good coach. They've got a good culture on there, it seems like. It seems like they've just got a lot of things flowing for them. Um, but, I mean, dude, it, it's tough to to hold up against the Chiefs offense unless you have, like, the best defense in the league, you know? Um, so I think if I, – I, I think they're going to be a force to reckon with for probably the next 10 years. I agree with you. No, I think the Bills – I think the Bills, they have a solid team. I – it's it's refreshing to see that Josh Allen year to year is just getting better and better. Um, this year we really saw him improve and have like an MVP caliber season. Um, but there's still there's still a lot of room for improvement for him. Like the, I think that the more the more time he sees, the more experience he has, that's just gonna. I think he will win an MVP sometime. Yeah, you can't you team. can't be taking you can't be taking forty five yard sacks. Yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to stiff arm a D lineman instead of throwing the ball away. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm no, yeah, a I, fan think, of Josh. I think that's I'm a good team. Oh, I said I am. I'm a fan okay. of him. Um, you know, they got a good fan base, good receiving core. Like seeing Diggs, you know, sit and watch the Chiefs thing makes me so excited to watch them next year because, you know, Diggs is a very emotional player. Um, it's going to be cool because, um, you know, they got something building. Uh, they got a pretty weak conference they're going up against. I don't think. You know, New England. I don't. I don't know how much better they can get. They had a lot of. I mean, they might make a play for Deshaun, but I mean, we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, dude, they just look helpless guarding the Chiefs, man. Yeah, Uh, Jack, do you want to comment? You want to comment on how good, like, what you saw from the Chiefs' offense? Can they be stopped? This is, you know, a good question to ask. Well, I mean, I I, as my last comment, I think Tampa Bay's uh, defense has stepped it up completely. I mean, they just faced off against two of the best quarterbacks of our generation and they i mean they look they they looked rattled out there you know in a way they looked rattled you know so i i wouldn't be surprised if they caused havoc for the chiefs you know you never know yeah uh ryan and ryan and scott i want you guys to put on your uh since you guys are the only you guys are the two football players former football players in this uh on this uh podcast put on your coaching hats for a little bit because uh I was asking my other group of friends, like, how do you stop the Chiefs' offense? And I'm curious, what would you guys do? Because I honestly have no idea. Because nobody <laughs> could do anything. They have a guy, a quarterback who can make any throw out there that you can imagine. You got a, a, a tight end who's pretty much a receiver, led the league in receiving yards, and you got probably the fastest uh, football, fo- sorry, fastest athlete in sports. It's not a track athlete uh, out there at receiver. So how, what would you guys do to stop these guys? Because I, I honestly have no idea. Um, I'll start. So the easy answer is make them run. Make them run the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's the, that's the easiest way to go about this. But like that is so fucking hard to do just because <laughs> you have vertical threats like Tyreek Hill. You know, they can just – I mean, that offense is just so freaking complex, man. They have so many weapons. And they're even – like, this offseason, they're thinking about getting another another receiver in the first round. Like, that's why I've, I've seen all these mock drafts, and they got them taking a receiver in the first. So, ooh, like, this ooh. offense is only going to get better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you can freaking try to make them run. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, man. You just got to keep up. <laughs> hey, which receiver are they t- trying to take? Um, I saw something. Oh, what's his name? It's like Kadarius Tony from Florida. Oh, I think that's his name. Oh, he's a good another fast guy. Great, so he has good size too. Yeah, Ryan, what would you do? I mean, yeah, the definitely the easy answer is make him run. That's the first thing that comes to mind. How do you do that though? Like, you got you got to take away one of their weapons. You got to take away Kelsey, or you got to take away Tyreek. You 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 double team one of them, and you make the other one beat you basically Mm -hmm. and you know there are defensive schemes and formations to where you can do that but if your d-line isn't going to eat and your linebackers aren't going to read the run as effectively as you would hope then it might not might not work because if, if you 
if you double team Kelsey, right? Like, I don't care if Nicole Hardman beats me, bro. Like, if he beats yeah. me, so be it. But like, double team or double team Kelsey, and then you know, play your normal defense with with Tyreek and hope that you can like limit that, or just like overshadow your other safety on Tyreek and kind of kind of show some help at times. Um, but I mean, I think like once you do that, then the Chiefs are going to run the ball, and at that point, you probably only have what Scott like five in the box, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I mean, at, at that point, you got to make sure your D line is like getting after it and like hogging yeah. up some holes and hoping that when it is a run, that your linebackers that are supposed to drop are gonna are gonna read it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I think the best thing for them to do now that they they do have Vita Vea back. They had him back last game. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul had a really big game. Their their linebackers are quick. Uh, Devin oh White, like their linebacker so linebackers could could easily keep up with Kelsey. So what I would do is double double Tyreek, and then because I I have faith, and I would just have like Devin White or like one of their other uh, linebackers kind of shadow Kelsey. That's probably probably better. Yeah, and then and, and I would honestly I would send five five as many times as you can. Put pressure on Mahomes, you know. Yeah, if you can get the ball to Mahomes' hands fast too, that kind of screws up the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, because um, he doesn't really get rid of it quick unless they do like some screen plays. But they like, just do so many screens. That's the hard part, you know. That offense is yeah. just jam, jam the receivers. I guess. I mean, you can't really jam. You don't want to jam Tyree because if he just goes right by you, he's yeah. like whoop. <laughs> Jam everyone else. Hey, looking at last year's, <laughs> looking at last, looking at the last time these guys played because they played in the regular season, right? They held the Chiefs running backs Clyde, uh, Le'Veon, and actually Mahomes to about under 100 yards, about 85 yards. Um, receiving wise, you stopped Kelsey. Devin White, I guess, did a good job. Held them to you know 82 yards for Kelsey is low, I think, in my opinion, at least this year. But you let. Tyreek go off for 269 yards and three touchdowns with 13 grabs. Yeah. So, I mean, he had, he had in the first half, too. Yeah, they only lost by three yeah. points. So, I mean, this is going to be a great game, and I think this matchup is going to be a little bit different than the last time. I think it might be high scoring, but a different team comes out on top. I don't know, but um, I'm excited. I can't wait for that matchup, but we'll be previewing that in next week. But, um, you know, let's move on to other NFL news here. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson, um, found out that the Houston Texans hired a new coach, and he said, "F that, I'm out of here." Um, <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit. So, Scott, you've been doing a lot of like, uh, you've been looking on social media a lot, looking to see where he's going to be going. Give us some names. Give us some team names uh, that you could uh, see Deshaun going to. So, I mean, the obvious one is Miami Dolphins, just because they have so much uh, draft capital and they have right. a first round quarterback in Tua. Um, so, like that. Fit wise, I don't know if that's the best fit, but as far as like assets, like that's the easiest deal to do. Um, would be with the Miami Dolphins. They'd probably send both of their first round picks and Tua over for Deshaun. Um, the team I would prefer him to go to, I would love to see him on the Panthers with C Mac. Like, I think that would be so fun to watch. Yeah, so fun to watch. Um, I don't know, that could be that could be like the fucking next franchise dynamic duo you know dude wait hold up can we talk about that for a second because what division do they play in guys dude the nfc south is loaded nfc south man sean breeze brady and matt ryan Taysom loaded Taysom. no more no more breeze it's gonna be Taysom season dude i might come back atlanta's gonna take a qb in the first well that's smart it's gonna be a fun division um Miami, Miami would be cool. I just don't get what I don't get. What's the rush on moving on from Tua? Was Tua really that bad this year? Pretty uh, like ninety yards a game. Yeah. I wasn't sold on him, but so I mean, all right. This is the thing, though, is he's a rookie and he was hurt for half half the year. You know what I mean? So like, you gotta give him, you gotta give him a chance. I don't see other rookies yeah. throwing ninety yards so, a game. Shoot. The Dolphins have so many draft picks like why why i wouldn't i wouldn't throw it away man they can load up this year I man they can get Devontae, it is Deshaun, they can get you know? a safety man they can turn they can like totally Dude. freaking oh cj yeah it's deshaun but look what they did without deshaun they almost made the playoffs and imagine how much better they're gonna get this year mm-hmm. true i mean yeah they're also in a week that week 
NFC South or NFC, uh, sorry, AFC East division. So, um, yeah, I would move on from Tua. Uh, I think the best, the best, I don't want him to go. <laughs> I mean, the Jets would be a good place for him, I guess. Uh, new coaching staff, but I'm not trying to see Darnold in, in the next football hell, which is Houston. <laughs> um, that would suck, honestly. <laughs> Houston is the new football hell, guys. I think they're moving on from JJ. Deshaun's out of there. They got no weapons. <clears throat> yeah, no offensive line. We see what Deshaun complaining about that line. So um, the best fit is probably the Jets, honestly. But as a as a casual football fan, NFL fan who like you know wants to see some highlights, I would love to see him go to Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. It's gonna be something nice, man. I'd, I'd like yeah, to see that. That'd be so fun. So I think I, I think I texted you guys this earlier. According to uh, our boy Ian Rappaport, big rap Uh-oh. over here, saying that the uh, top three uh, top three destinations were Carolina, the Bears, and the Jets. Right now, the biggest the biggest players for coming Deshaun? in offerings. Yeah, for offering like pe- those okay, are three okay. people coming in offering hard. Got Thanks. you. Got you. Uh, which means those are probably going to be his three top landing spots where he's going to end up. Like, they're not, he, unless unless Houston has a Bill O'Brien take on like, hey, let's just take some bum and like a draft pick and we'll get rid of Deshaun, which I don't think they'll do again, um, like they did last year for DeAndre. Um, I I feel like they're going to just take the the biggest offer. But you know what? I think I think I would love to see Deshaun on Washington football team. Because Washington, they have they have the cap space where they can just send a shit ton of picks. They don't even need to. They don't even need to add a person like a player in there. You know what I mean? And that with that offense, I mean that defense. They went seven and nine with no freaking quarterback. So well, that would be. I, mean, I actually I have a question for you guys. I have a question for you guys. If you could pick any team in the league okay. right now, any team in the league, it doesn't matter like draft space, capital, whatever they could trade for him. If you could pick any team in the league. For Deshaun Watson to go to, where would you pick for him to go? The Rams, bro. Please. <laughs> uh, what's his name? What's Sneed, the GM for the Rams? Make some calls, bro. Get Deshaun Watson to L.A. I mean, it's Los Angeles. You can't get any better than that. I mean, you got we're really, we're literally one quarterback away from a Super Bowl. Um, we have the t- we have the talent. Um, I don't know if you guys got, saw the report, but we have the defense. I don't know if you saw the report. But apparently, Wolford and Goff are going to be in an open competition for, for mini oh camp for training camp. Dude, oh. like it's time to it's time to cut ties. Like, well, dude, they can't. They're paying Goff like a hundred and seventy mil or some crazy amount. Yeah, like, obviously, obviously, there's obviously there's a problem between McVeigh and Goff. So I think you know, I don't know. I don't know why LA is not not considered. I think it might be Goff's contract, but. Man, like that would be so cool for him to be in Los Angeles. I, they're literally one one quarterback away. Somebody who can make a play. So Deshaun can get out of the pocket, and make some, you know, use um his legs to make something happen. I would love to see him in Los Angeles. Period. That would be fun to watch. That team would be a freaking force, man. Sheesh. Yeah, man. I mean, also from Georgia, so the Falcons would be cool too. But I think they might have to give up too much. Yeah, they'd have to give up a lot. Yeah. Actually, I would actually love to see him on the Falcons, bro. If they can hold on to Julio and uh, Calvin, that would be an offense. Oh, my God. They're actually looking to move Julio, too, I think. Really? And Ryan. So, I mean. Julio hasn't had a healthy season in a while. And he's like 30-something. He's aging. Yeah. Yeah. So, Scott said Washington. I said LA. Jack, do you have any uh, opinion? Uh, Honestly, I do not have an opinion. That's all good. I do not. All right, so that's Deshaun. Uh, do you guys want to talk about postseason? We'll do that next week. What do you guys think? Do that next week? Yeah, do it next week. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about college basketball. Jack, your time. Uh, so I got to be honest with you guys. Since I'm so invested in fantasy basketball, NBA this year, uh, you know, my attentiveness towards college hoops hasn't been the best. Uh, Me Scott, too. you don't really watch yeah. college hoops. I'm with you on yeah. that. I normally like start to pay attention around February, uh, when the tournament starts to come around. But um, apparently, there's some pretty big stories um, in college hoops right now. Jack, uh, give us give us what's your opinion on the landscape of college hoops right now? Honestly, 
there uh, it's it's tough because they're like pretty much the rest the whole the whole league except for like two teams i see as like extremely dominant so you obviously have gonzaga and baylor who are are two undefeated teams left both with very impressive wins so far against great teams everybody else i i I just think it's like a free-for-all i you know um (laughs) the big 10 and uh and uh the big 12 they they have a lot of ranked teams but honestly i do not buy into the hype of a lot of them i just really don't see it um so far uh here let me look at the top 25 because honestly that's probably the most exciting teams to talk about but what were you gonna say ryan i was gonna say this is also the first year too we don't have the top like big dogs really competing for it i mean you you Transitioning right. into the top twenty-five, we don't have UNC, Duke, or uh, Kentucky in there. I'll let me talk on this True. for a second. Let me talk on this for a second. Every year in college, compared to college football, every year in college basketball is different because you always have these one and duds, right? Um, Kentucky, they reload class every single year. They pretty much have five freshmen starting right now. Uh, Duke pretty much has five freshmen starting right now. Uh, and Carolina. Um, they, they may not have the high profile guys, but you know, they have, you know, they have some guys, they have some guys. So it's just, it's different. So I, I don't really read too much into like, Oh, there's a down year for them. I think it's just, you know, it's just, a, it's just what happened. It's just the result of having a bunch of young 18, 19 year old kids on your roster. You know what you I know, mean? You know what it comes down to is these teams recruit these guys who are in the AAU circuit who, when you watch AAU basketball, what's happening? Just run up the f- floor, shooting whatever shot you want, no defense being played, and these guys look like stars. And then all of a sudden, like you get these guys recruited in. Ah, uh, you just hate it. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> CJ, because these guys are very skilled and they're great basketball players in high school. But then they transfer over to these big schools, and then all of them come to like one school. They all get these huge recruits, big time five star players, and then they get into a an area where they have to play team basketball because in college you got guys that are bigger, stronger, and faster than you, the guys that you ever played in high school. And then now you're playing for the ACC, the SEC, whatever team you're going to. And these guys are just as strong and fast as you and just, and bigger than you. So they struggle. I think a lot of these young teams to come together and play as one unit because one thing especially for kentucky i've watched a lot of kentucky games kentucky isn't that bad they just can't close a game they cannot yeah, that comes down to experience and well exactly and but it also comes down to the inability to play as a unit there at towards the end they there's a lot of one-on-one there's a lot of iso stuff going on and you know who that reminds me of in the nba who Uh-oh. the pels Pelicans, mm-hmm. man, they've been doing that so much. They cannot close a freaking game at all. Yeah, so, so it's just it just comes down to getting a lot of top talent that's young, but then they're just not. They're just you're not developing Here's up? the thing with, with Kentucky. With, yeah, well, with Kentucky, here's the thing: they're like a players, they're like an NBA players factory. Because yeah. you look at guys who you have Tyler Hero recently from Kentucky. Who else is there? Kelvin Both. Johnson, who's balling for the Spurs. I'm talking about recently. Yeah, book two, but I'm talking about recently. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, who's balling. So they, they come in ready. They may not necessarily have the good teams, but one thing I do know from a Calipari Kentucky team is that they're always going to compete in the tournament year in and year out. They may not necessarily have the good – like a few years ago when we were younger, like a Julius Randle Kentucky team was like a, a double-digit seed, or they were a lower seed, and, and they made it to the finals. Yeah. Yeah, they beat was that UConn the UConn game? Yeah, no. they, well, they lost to UConn. They lost to UConn. That was a UConn one, right? Yeah. But you know, they always compete late. They're gonna be young, but they'll figure it out late. Um, and then Duke, I don't know if you guys saw the comment by the reporter. The reporter, do you guys see that? Yeah. Not or which one? What's your opinion on that? Because the reporter asked Coach K, and he, the reporter asked Coach K, "Where do you guys go from here? Because your your team kind of sucks." <laughs> I, I added that second part, but. Um, and he pretty much responded with, uh, "Like, do like, do you see me standing outside your econ class after you take a midterm, and you do poorly? 
where do you go from here? <laughs> so, um, I know for Duke, this is weird. This is weird territory. But, you know, if I'm a Duke fan, I'm not reading too much into it because it is Coach K. He is one of the greatest coaches in college history. Uh, I'm not going to read too much into that. Same with you and <laughs> same with Roy. I just think it's so funny because, like, we literally had this discussion with football, and your example was Duke, UNC, Kentucky, and basketball don't have down years, bro. It just doesn't happen. And now it's happening. Like, dude, no, 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 no. no. It happens. Nope. No, 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 no. You just admitted right now that it happened. I'm not looking into it, but it happens. That's what you just admitted. It's a a totally different sport. In college, you can't play one year and go to the pros. You have to stay three years. And then also – also, Clay Helton didn't win a championship, bro. Okay, but Roy Williams <laughs> won a championship. We're not talking about SC, though. I mean, you even said with Oregon, oh, they just have guys that just replace in. Clearly, that wasn't the case this year. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro, like your argument for this, I just want you to admit that it happens, no. that, that blue blood programs can have down years. Okay. As you just blue blood programs in enough. basketball can have can have down years in football oh, right so your example that you made with football is false then like you're just combating your argument here bro i'm talking no, about all right, listen, all right, bro. All right. they can have down years thank you it's just, it's just you, can't, you can't you can't have fucking four down oh, years in a row i get like, that i think that's the whole point you know? because difference. like you see you see lsu this year has a down year they're bringing in a freaking in top, top, yeah, top five recruiting there's, class next year. You know what I mean? So right, it, it happens. It's just it, for these like top freaking dynasty programs, this shit can't add up year after year. All right, CJ, now is your turn. Right? No, Ryan, listen to me. In college basketball, if you have a, if you're like a Kentucky, you're a blue blood program in the South, right? And you have a down year, you can just say it's a bad batch. Because it's they're one and done anyways. That's a down <laughs> like year. Literally, That's a down year. You are just saying that they can have it's a one year. and done. It's just a bad batch. It's just it because you don't want to admit it. Just admit it. They can have no, it. Listen to me. Year. Listen to me. In football, in football, you have the. No, I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> CJ, CJ, football, CJ. Oh my God, you agree bro. with me, bro? No, I don't. Me. No, no in college hoops, it's one and done. It is different. It is different in college hoops. It's a different game. It's one, yeah, you're, you only have one year, man. In college football, you're only – in college basketball, you're only going to see a Brandon Boston. You're only going to see a, a – who else is good in college hoops right now? That, Brandon Boston. You're only going to see a – That's not the point. Jalen Johnson in a Duke uniform once that's, a year. Or, that's or not the point. That's not – CJ. 20 listen, games a year. CJ, listen. That's not the point. The point is – is a blue blood program can have a season that is a bad season. They can have a down year, which is exactly what you just said, but you refuse to say the words they can have a down year. You'd rather say, oh, it's just a bad batch. In basketball, I'm talking in, in football, basketball, you can't basketball. have a down year. So, it, so <laughs> it's not it, the same, bro. That doesn't make sense, bro. Scott and Jack, you, I, you I, agree I, with I, me right I, now. All right, so I, in I, football, I, all right, th- I understand his point because in football, your down year is going to turn into multiple down years because you have the same kids for the for the next two years. Yeah. Not necessarily. You know? Look at LSU. LSU had down year. Joe Burrow comes in. No, no. This year they had a down year. Next year they have a big recruiting class. So we don't know what's going to happen, but – Here's what I, I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Like, if you in college basketball, if you have a down year, you just have, you know, you just have a bunch of 18, 19 year old freshmen. Like, say you're in Kentucky, you have a bunch of 18, 19 year old freshmen. They just couldn't figure it out. You know, it's just a, a, a bad group. In football, if you waste a year at Keaton Slovis, is, you know, one of his three years when he's at SC, like, that's a disappointment, bro. Cause you only, like, that you're, you're looking forward to like a, a whole, you know, a future. I think a loss in college football. Uh, I'm not going to go that route. I was going to say it's more costly, but that's that's a beyond the well, point. But, so what I'm hearing is is that you can't have a down year as a blue blood program. Just in basketball, you can turn it around faster than football. Thank you very much, CJ. That's weird. not what I. I don't even know what the hell I you just said. I don't know what you just said. So bottom line, my you point is said, you just said. You just said that blue blood programs can have a down year, but in basketball, in they, they, basketball. Can turn it around, they can turn it around faster. But in football, it's not possible to have a, 
a down year. If you have a down year, it's the world's going to end. So that's not what I'm arguing here. All I want to hear from you say is that blue blood programs can't have a down year because you just blue blood four times. And you, I blue just blood programs, blue blood programs can have a down year in Thank basketball. You. Thank you. Oh, just call it a day. Just call it a day. Blue blood programs in basketball. No, no, no. Oh, CJ, blue blood oh, program yeah. should CJ, not have down years. I think I think you're missing what football. I'm saying. I think you're missing yeah. what I'm saying. No, I'm with you on that. When story. I say can have down years, I'm not saying that it's okay or not. I'm saying that it is possible. Like it happens that they have. I mean, down anything years. is possible. It happens. Like yeah, it anybody, happens. anybody can have a down year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Happen. I'm not saying like, that in college football like, you can't have a down year. and It doesn't matter. I'm saying that it happens in college football. And it can happen in basketball. It just, it happens. It can happen. It's very possible, but it shouldn't happen in college football. Alabama last year, right? Dude, you are just, go to you're just, you are just contradicting your points. Jack, move on. No, he's not. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. He's not, bro. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> CJ. I don't, okay. Honestly, this is so, this is just so confusing, but, but CJ, <laughs> CJ, yeah. CJ. Yeah. College football can have a down year, so is that you you agree with that, or you, it's possible you can't yeah, have a down year. But, 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 but you say, but you also say they shouldn't. Like it they should, should not. Never have, it should never have. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, CJ. So I I get the idea that basketball you overturn you you know you go through players. There's a lot of turnover. Like, there, there's yeah. a lot more turnover. Okay, okay, but like when. When a college football team gets new players in and they have a down year that year because it's new players, like they have a lot of new faces on the team, like why do you not consider that okay? It, it messes with the recruiting. Like that, that's how I look at it. When, it. when a program has a bad year like USC has had over the past three years before, or like basically every year except for the Donald year, like that completely screws up with their recruiting. So I think that there's more, yeah, there's more, more implications, bro. Yeah, there's more implications, Jack. So like, well, that, that also like, comes uh, down to yeah. the fact that the Pac-12 is soft and nobody wants to go there. We're we're not but, talking. I'm not talking the effects of of a down year, dude. I'm just saying that SC can have a football season where it's a they they have a bad season. Like that's possible. It happens. Like that happens. It's possible. Yeah, it happens. It's possible. I'm not saying like yeah, I it's in the point, is that yeah. when I say when I'm when I'm saying that they can't have a bad season, I'm not saying oh like they can't have a bad season and it's okay, blah blah blah. I'm saying that it's possible for blue blood programs to have a bad season. Yeah, it's in the realm of possibilities. Yes, it's very possible. But if you underachieve, like you should never underachieve. Like like SC should not go eight and five. Okay, then let's say the same thing. But it happens. Okay, but it happened. That's what I'm trying to Jack, Jack's hold, got something going up. here. Jack's hold got up. something going here. So tell me this, CJ. UNC was av- – was, ah, hold on. UNC basketball okay. record. Last year. All, all I wanted to hear from CJ was him say it happens. And it, it, it happens. So, we, so we, consider, we consider Roy Williams – one of the best college coaches ever. Yes. Or he's in that discussion, right? Okay. Let's see. So this is oh, – that's 2017, 2018. Why, why did that come up? I don't want that. So yeah, um, so basically, Jack, I know you're going with this, I think. So they had a down year last year with Cole Anthony, right, and those guys. Uh-huh. But here's the thing, though. Roy Williams has proven to the fan base, he's proven to the country, to the media, whatever, that he can't win a chip because he won one in 2006. What year was that? But, 2017. But, but is that just with the right players? He also won one in 2009. So he's a championship winning coach, right? When Clay has a like underachieves year in and year out, he can't even win the Pac-12 South every year, and he he's never won a championship. Then that's unacceptable. Coach K can have a down year because he won a chip in 2014. He won a chip in 2010 when they beat Butler. Whatever that year, whatever year that was, uh, he's won chips over his career. Coach K can win chips. He's won one. He's won one chip, and he puts guys in the league. He runs a good program. It's fine for them to have down years. But if you're like a Clay Helton, you can't have a down year because you're just going to prove to the fans that you're a. You can't get it done. You can't get the job done. You know what I mean? 
So that, that is a true statement. But there, program, I, I made myself clear. Yeah, that is a true statement. But programs like SC have down years. It happens. Yeah, but they shouldn't. <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean that they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying, but it happens. That's all I was saying. Yeah. That's all, all right. I was saying. That's all I was saying. 30 right, minutes later. Here. <laughs> All right, we're just going to end our college basketball discussion right here, but we'll talk about that more when we get closer to the tournament. But for now, we're going to do a fantasy basketball segment because who doesn't love fantasy basketball, man? Yeah, who doesn't love fantasy basketball? Let's get a little update. How are you guys' teams doing right now? Come back. Three wins in a row, baby. Come back. All right. Watch out. (laughs) Scott, how's your team doing? Bruh, oh my goodness, you guys. Oh my God. My team is called the super team because my team is absolutely stacked. Give, give us a rundown of the team, Scott. Go through your roster right now. This oh is my a team lead, by the way, people. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I got LeBron James. I got TJ Booch. I got uh, Zion Williamson. I got AD. I got Siakam. I got Gobert. I got Julius Randle, PG, CJ McCollum. Like, my team is nuts. And – there's going to be a 600-point difference um, from first to second place after this week. So, yeah, my team, I honestly, I might go 16-0. and 0. I might go 19-0 and 0 and win some money this year. Shoot. Man, man, you don't know about playoff CJ, man. It's <laughs> different. I'm going to have a first-round bye, that's for sure. So I ain't got to worry about playoff CJ. <laughs> On my team, we got Drew Holiday, James Harden, uh, Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, Jeremy Grant, Andre Drummond, Fantasy Monster, uh, Alonzo Ball, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jonas Valanciunas when they get healthy, Raph Tyler Hero, Tyrone Hero, the Swatter Boy Chris Boucher. So we, we're okay. We're solid. We're deep. Not as deep as not as uh, star star driven as Scott's team, but you know we got some pieces. To take down Scott later in the uh, in the playoffs. I don't know. All right, Jack. Hey, I, 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 I'm, I'll say this right now: like anything can happen, you know. So like I can hey, run the tables. Know. I can go sixteen and zero, but anything can happen in the playoffs. That's facts. That's facts. Jack. Oh, my my team's just middle of the pack, man. I, I got a mid team. I'm two and three right now. Hopefully, we'll end up three and three after this week. I'm literally middle right now, but I got I got Marcus Smart, Stephen Curry. Victor have let off with Marcus Smart. <laughs> all right, just chill, CJ. All right, I got uh, Nicholas Batum, Christian Wood, Batum, Jordan, Purpose, Jason Batum. What? Batum. I hope you know that. Jason Batum. Oh, Batum. Whatever. Same shit. <laughs> uh, Bradley Beal. Um. Let's see who else is worth saying. Got Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Bobby Portis, and uh, Nas Reed has been going off lately. So, um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> hey, oh, he actually see, had a good game. Never mind, he did. Never bro, mind. I think uh, me and Jack uh, are going to uh, make a uh, deal to, today. CJ, CJ, he had forty-five fantasy points. So shut your damn mouth, <laughs> Mister. Right, right. Oh, look at me! I'm so good, man. You ain't beating me again. You are never beating me again, CJ. I can tell you that. Y'all need never to again. on it next time. Yeah, we should. We should. We Honestly, should. I should because CJ loses every time he puts money on something. Dude, I thought so I could true. beat. That is very uh, true. So I gotta, I gotta put money on it for him with him, and he will automatically lose. I'm telling you right now. But I'm gonna be making some moves soon. So you know. yeah, we are, Jack. No, hey, money you know, Scott. No. No, hey, you're the one that came to me. Your your team is way too stacked. I am not feeding into that (laughs) anymore. Never. But I mean, if it helps your team get into the playoffs, bro. The thing about this league, and I'll let you go right after this, Ryan. The thing about this league is if we had guys that actually like set their lineups every day, like this would be way more competitive. You know what I mean? Like, Ryan, who doesn't doesn't set their lineup? (laughs) Uh, Vic, Joey, Evan, and John is Evan, like on. And Evan sets his lineup. He said it against me at least. Mm. Evan's been setting his lineup up against me, but the problem is he has a lot of injuries. 
No, I think people set their lineups. I don't know. I don't really look at what other people do. I'm just worried yeah, about more, myself. My own there's more comeback. There's more money. There's more money in this league than the uh, football That's league, true. and less people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It can be tough, dude. Like every day, every day changes. You know, like not everybody's trying to look at it every day, or like they forget. So, but all right, let me uh, let's let's Orion, let's hear your team. Dude, my team is lit. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely got the best team out of the four of us. Come back time had a rough start. Um, we kind of got fleeced by Scott on a trade as well. <laughs> I was ready. I was, ready to make the move. I was happy that I made the move. And you know what? Since I've made the move, I've won two straight weeks. So I think it worked out for myself. Uh, you played against some... Terrible teams, though. Hey, Jack, you know what? All right, well, hey, Come let me- him know what the deal was, Ryan. Oh, the deal? <laughs> All right, this is why AD was playing, like, mid. But it was AD for Chris Stapps and Mason Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Mason Plumley got 32 tonight. So, quiet. Was, I mean, quiet Plumley, Plumley, right. Plumley was averaging, like, 26 when I traded him. Yeah, here's, here's my roster. Here's my roster. CP3, solid. Jimmy Butler, solid. Jalen Brown, solid. Kristaps Porzingis, solid. DeAndre Ayton, fucking goat. Mid. Cody Zeller is going to be a beast. Um, Also, Mason Plumlee has his days. Um, Who else? Oh, I got Kemba Walker as well. Uh, RJ Barrett is a a monster. Wendell Carter Jr. can be a monster when uh, Billy Donovan decides to play him, which is very frustrating. I got Al Horford, Bledsoe, Huerter, Jay Vanderbilt, Jeremy Lamb was a good pickup, Cam Reddish, Kendrick Nunn. I'm very active on the on the waiver wire every week. <laughs> Love to hear that. Just, just trying to just trying to get maximize the games that I that I have and uh, kind of you know using I guess COVID to the fantasy advantage because you know a lot of a lot of bench players this year are like getting more time because or injuries, or COVID, or whatever the case is. That's what happened with the Miami. Kendrick Nunn is kind of going off lately. But Let's talk about fantasy sleepers here. Can you guys, I think I'm going to get motherfucking canter, bro. My man, man trying to sell him to me. Off. My man is going <laughs> off. He's averaging 36 fantasy points with Nurk out, man. Oh, my gosh. That's my All sleeper. right. All right. Let me go with mine. Let me go with mine real quick. I'm going to go for my fantasy sleeper. Fantasy basketball sleeper. I'm going with DeAndre Hunter. Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's really coming along this year. Uh, Jack, come get him for Bradley Beal. Uh, you know, he's the the score. He's proven he can score with Atlanta. You know, I kind of thought it would be Cam Reddish, but now it's actually DeAndre Hunter. So take that, Ryan. Um, you know, he's averaging on the season. He's averaging about 25 in our league. Um, he averages about. Uh, let me see how many rebounds. He averages about. You know, five rebounds and about two assists, a steal and a block. So he's. I think I can project him getting better and better as the season goes on. So DeAndre Hunter for me. I've got I've got a surprising projection here. A guy that got injured a long time ago, first game of the season. I picked him up. He's on my roster, and uh, he put up thirty three and a half points uh, yesterday in his uh, first start, or I should say, his second start, but first like full minutes game. Cody motherfucking Zeller. Watch out for the big man in Charlotte, ladies and gents. This man is going to be balling this year. Just wait. I'm sorry. Just wait. This is, this is fantasy. This isn't. This isn't a real NBA. Whatever. This is fantasy. Just watch out. He's going to be true. Um, true. He could be good. He got mellow there too. Yeah, he's gonna get his. Not as long as he's on the floor, he's probably gonna. Of course, good. the first guy. Come on, you also got the the god there. Oh, uh, Lamelo. Uh, oh, Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Sorry. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I think though, outside of that, like real one. Gosh, I don't really have one because this isn't really a surprise that he's kind of going off. So. Um, I'll just stick with Cody Zeller for now. Jack, go ahead. <laughs> oh man, top. is it? Is this for our team? I actually, no, it, or in general, in general, in on general. your other team too, your other teams. Mm, who who's been a sleeper this year? 
Who got drafted late? That's balling out. Here, I'll go with another one. I'll go with another one because, you know, I don't know how good DeAndre could be. But I got uh, P.J. Washington. He's actually picked it up. I picked him up on waivers in another league. He's averaging about uh, 13 points per game this season. He's actually upped it up to about 13 the last two, two weeks. Um, what else is he doing? He's got about uh, five rebounds, you know, a steal and a block. And he's, you know, I can see the way Charlotte plays, they play pretty fast. So I can see him getting a lot of touches, a lot of reps, a lot of playing time, a lot more possessions for Charlotte. So I think everybody in that Charlotte uh, team that plays a lot of minutes is worth getting a look at on in fantasy, whether it's PJ, Bridges, Hayward, Rogier, Devontae, Mello. My guy Cody. And Cody. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working all year, bro. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I think it, I think it might be the steal for me this year that I needed. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe enough to you know get close to my team before you get to Scott's team. So I mean, maybe. You know, I got a couple. I mean, it, they're good players, but they're definitely um, a lot better fantasy players than I would have assumed this year. One is Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Definitely a fantasy sleeper this year. I mean, he's been going off. Just a nice um, constant piece. Uh, Shy. Um, Shay. Alexander. Shay. Shay. Yep. Shay. Same difference. Um, <laughs> and then, um. and then, uh, oh my goodness, I, I hate to do this because it's just gonna, it's just gonna inflate Scott's ego. Let's do it. <laughs> but um, Nicola. Vooch. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised with Vooch as well, uh, Scott. I did not. Know. Wow, who's been doing Vooch this? Vooch is man? nice, bro. Yeah, but I not not to the degree he's doing it, bro. Scott, uh, you got him in like the seventh round. No, I got him in the third round. Oh, he was that high. Yeah, yeah he was high. Oh, yeah, he's, but, nice. you know, he's... he's like the number he's two in fantasy right now, isn't he? <laughs> huh? He's like number two. Isn't he number two in fantasy right now or something? Yeah. Yep. Eugene McCollum, too, by the way, is balling out. Oh, my, team, my team is just crazy, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I, need, I need to do another trade. Jack, let's trade, bro. I don't want to trade with you. Bro, it doesn't have to be like a crazy star, superstar trade. It can just be like a mid-tier hey, trade. Hey, hold up. Hold up. I just want to tell everyone out there listening that I almost got CJ to trade me James Harden for <laughs> Jalen Brown. Let me talk about that. I don't that know what bit. you were thinking, and... CJ. Like, I, I was in my head. I was like, why would you oh, do Oh, my this? gosh. I was so close so, to getting let me get you my Let me, let me give you my, my rationale here. All right. James Harden, I think he's the third op. I think he's the third option scoring wise on Brooklyn. You know, I was looking at the game logs. He has like the least amount of shots between the three of them. But the thing that Harden does that Kyrie doesn't is he playmakes for other people. Mm-hmm. So you know, Harden will get his um, his points. You know, via assists, he rebounds better than Hart than Kyrie. Um, and you know, KD does sit a lot of games, so. Um, you know, for load managing reasons, you know, he kept coming off that Achilles injury. Um, you know, if he wants to still be a top 25 player in the league, <laughs> shout out, Ryan, he needs to take some time off. So Harden could be the guy, you know, it could be any, any given night, you know, Jack, you should come get him for Bradley Bill. CJ, I'll, I'll, take give you, I'll give you the house. CJ, you want to know actually though, like from the, from the few games that I've watched him in Brooklyn, like, they, I mean, the big talk in Brooklyn is like, how are they all gonna take a step back? And like, you know, they're gonna have to each give up a little bit to like make this work. And I feel like James Harden right now is truly the only one that has changed his game to help that team succeed. Like, you don't see him really yeah. creating shots. Like, I was watching him and like he'll dribble it up and like he'll pass. Like, he'll he'll kind of come off a screen and like he'll pass. Like, he he really is trying to get everyone else involved. Um, which is going to be just key for Brooklyn in general. But it, it is a good point to make that, like, he definitely is the first one, like, for fantasy aspects, he's the first one that's going to, like, take a little bit of a hit, even though it's probably not going to be that much. But, like, in general, like, just James yeah. Harden, like, has definitely taken a step back and be like, look, I'm trying to win. Yeah, at the end of the day, though, it's still James Harden, right? Still top five talent in the league, um, mm-hmm. arguably. And then, you know, the, my, the other side of the argument was that um, for Boston to do well, you know, Kemba has Kemba is still trying to find his footing, but for Boston to do well, Tatum and Brown need to play really well. Yeah. So, um, I would even say the third option on that team as of right now is Marcus Smart. But 
you know, for Boston to do well, for Boston to climb their way up in the playoff standings, Tatum needs to Tatum needs to play well. Brown needs to play well, and Brown is really taking a big leap this year. So that's pretty much the reason why I wanted Brown was because it's two guys. He's, he's only one other guy he's competing with, as opposed to he has been balling. Uh, he has. Been I was balling. just surprised. Yeah. I was surprised that you added anybody onto your deal. Dude, he like, added James for JB and RJ. Like that's a good deal. No, but he like, wouldn't done he wouldn't have done that. But that's Ryan that's the deal that. though. That's the deal. Yeah. Well, I'll throw that would have been. And CJ, I can't believe you almost let me take Terry Rozier too. Like that was gonna be dumb with me. Terry's nice. Terry's, Terry's good, good, Jack. But 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 I don't know. I feel like his starting <laughs> Nah, bro. Out of the five, we out of have, the five trades in this league, I've been part of all five of them. Scott, <laughs> we have less, we have less error to make here than you do. You can, I mean, from the make, jump, Scott, you can make an jump. atrocious trade, an atrocious trade, and still be okay. Where the KD trade is pretty best player, and it's a bad trade. It's not so much. Oh no! No, sorry. The Dejounte Capella trade is pretty All right, bad. Well, let's let let's let's just talk about who the hell mobilized Scott. Who were the people that traded with him to just? Hey, you want to know who started it? Who who started it all? Ryan's the one that started it. I don't know, bro. Like I said, he gave, me the, he gave me his number two overall pick for my eighth round pick and someone I picked up off waivers. All right, for let zero cap. Wait, <laughs> let me get this straight. Your boy has won two straight. Should I yeah. have done my research on like Voose and maybe some other guys? Yeah, probably. But Ryan, your problem was that you made your team good, yeah, which is good. You know, applause. But I made, but you made the rest better. of the league suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Shark is. Not shark. Scott is a literal shark against us all. He is the hedge fund, and we are the redditor trying to get the GameStop stock, bro. We, we are so far behind. The thing is, is like I'm willing to give up a lot for like players that I want. You know, what I mean, like I'm a, I, I approach my fantasy team as if I was a CEO of a business. You know, I make business moves, I make money moves, which is why I'm standing five and zero at the top of the league. You know what I mean? So that's how that's I'll how I run the Trez on the trade block, trying to get like Harden for him, and then it. And, hey, uh, no, he's just a small piece of that. But like, I offered Julius Randle, who's averaging thirty-eight points, and that's not, that's not, not, not like that's not a sexy piece for James Harden. What do you mean, Julius? Julius Randle, Julius, Julius, Julius Randle better than like, JB. For if I'm trading James Harden, I want someone who's balling, but with like a better name than Julius Randle. Like, why isn't known? For necessarily going off, like I know he's having a great year, but like if you offered me Julius Randle or you offered me Vuce or like or like Kevin Durant or someone, like I'm probably gonna go with one of those guys over Julius. All right, I I would give Vooch over Julius any day. Wow. Anyways, so let's make know, a man. deal. Let's make a deal, CJ. We'll talk after this. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about this. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you guys, James Harden's on the block. I mean, he's, hey, no one on my team is untouchable. So come get hey, me trade. too, bro. No one on my team is untouchable. So your, t- your whole team is untouchable for us, for bro. Thing. We're not trading with you. We're not making your team any stronger than it needs to be, bro. You have all five. The next teams. trade to take with us, you have to take a big hit. Bro, I'm already taking a big hit, bro. Otherwise, I'm not trading. I'm, I'm already taking a big hit. All right, should we wrap this? Yeah, let's wrap it. All right, we've been talking for a while. Good, fun conversation. Uh, Blue Blood teams can have down years but they shouldn't um that's you know i see i get my last word in there <laughs> i talked a little bit of fantasy basketball um uh, you know talked about the afc nfc championship games like you guys all just listened to um yeah and you guys any guys uh you guys have any last words before we uh wrap this thing up nice nah. well you guys are some boring people all right we'll yeah. catch you on the next episode see you guys later <laughs> peace out man good episode take care stay safe